Okay, so episode four. Um, already? Already. Episode four. I've so been doing this for four days now. And look, like, if you're watching this today, as, as we release it, then it's a couple of days to the weekend. Um, you might be watching this on the weekend. And, and, Maybe so. Yeah. And so what I want to talk about is working on the weekends, or working, in fact, the amounts that we work. Okay. Because, like, when I first started, I was a slave to my job. And I okay. thought I had to be. Yeah. Well, no, sorry. When I first started, mm. I did nine to five and nothing else because I thought I could take it easy. I started a business, I was self-employed, I thought I could pick my hours, I right. could chill, do whatever I want. And then I quickly realized that I couldn't. Mm. Work started flying in and then I was working night to day and it ruined my relationships and things like that. And now, you know, I've got a one-year-old um, and so I like to get that balance, you know. Yeah. Working in the day, I do some evenings, but I never work weekends. Sure. And I think we're going through a very decisive, not decisive, a very, weird time in in business you know when we with the rise of influencers mm. because we got influence that say you've got to grind it night and day you know give up your life and do business because it rewards you in 10 years time mm. and then you've got some who says we could just do it one hour a day you know one hour a week that's all you need to do look at old tim ferris yeah you know four, four hour work week four hour work week that's to sell a book that time <laughs> that's all that's to sell a book but people it, buy it don't they because people don't read books they just this, look at it. I mean, to be fair, there's there's some good stuff in the book, but it's not it's not it's not a reality, is it? There's no one working for that. I mean, he's Tim. Tim's not even working for that a week. You know, he's doing more than that. Oh yeah, because that book would have taken a year, whole year to write. Yeah. Um, but where should we be? You know, as a as a business owner, um, it's interesting. It's an interesting discussion. So, where should we be? So okay, so there's there's a few things that I I often say is the first thing is I don't, I don't think balance is the right word. I think that. Balances come, this work-life balance has originated from like the industrial times. Do you know, we were working, like, we were basically working eight hours a day, relaxing for eight hours a day, like re recreation and eight hours rest. That's where they all, do you know, it came from, do you know, the work-life balance came from them, that industrial time. Work, rest, recreation, that's it. And that was fine then. But we're in a very different world right now where things are on all the time. You know, we've got access to everything all the time. People skip watching certain episodes so they can binge it oh, in their binge. own time. And and you only have to look at like what Netflix is doing right now. Like you look at like if Netflix came out and said, Hey, Chris, we're gonna make this new film, it's nine hours long. Would you go to the cinema and watch it? No, probably not. Yeah. We probably wouldn't even sit at Netflix at home and watch it. If you, if you saw a film, the latest Fast and the Furious 76, no, it's, it's 13 hours long, you probably wouldn't, you'd look in and be like, no, I don't want to watch that. But they turn it into a series and it's 13 episodes, you'll binge watch the entire thing. I know, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You'll binge watch the entire thing. And, and so it's, it's, I think it's very similar when it comes to like work, life and balance. And put it all together. It's it's integration. What Netflix has done really well there is they've integrated the film into a series, and they broke it over thirteen episodes. Each one's an hour long, and you'll binge watch the entire thing. So I think that when it comes to working weekends, I think firstly, balance is is not really achievable. I think it's about you have a decision, and you have to live with that consequence of the decision. So you decide that I'm not going to work the weekend. And if you decide that you're not going to work the weekend, then the consequences of that is you might miss some opportunities and you'll go somewhere else. The flip is that you decide that I'm going to work the weekend 
and the sacrifice is the family time. Do you know, maybe it's your kid's birthday. So the one you, it's the it's the, the first birthday party, and you decide I, I've got an opportunity. I can't not take this opportunity. Well, the consequence of that is that you miss on the first year. That might come back and haunt you. Do you know, your partner might give you shit because of it. Who knows? Like, there's a, there's a consequence and there's a decision, and that's all we have is a decision and consequence. There's no balance really there. It's a decision that you have to make and can you live with the consequence. That's the first thing. The second thing is like, do you, why, why do you need to escape from something that you actually enjoy? If you're doing, which unfortunately I suppose most people's not. People's yeah. not doing jobs that they love. People are doing jobs because mm -hmm. it, it gives them the, the most money for, for what they can do. But if you were doing what you, if you, like what you were passionate about, what you really enjoyed doing, like, why, why do you want to escape that? Like, why do you want to take time away from that? Yeah. I'm not on about like having relaxation time. I think that's super important. But if you really dig what you do and you're really into it, like why do you need to escape from that? People go on a holiday because they need an escape from the, the life that they're not happy with. Now, I love holidays. I go on a lot of holidays, but I'm not doing it to escape the life. I'm doing it because it's a reward for the stuff that I have been doing. Yeah, no, but I think that that whole sentence is, is dangerous within itself because we're going through a time at the moment where, uh, you know, we, we think that we should be enjoying everything. Work, our work should always be enjoyable. So when we get to those aspects that aren't enjoyable, this is where people are turning away yeah. and not doing the hard work. Well, because they're not being given the tools to learn how to go through challenging situations. But you think about it, like for the last, I mean, my entire life's been, been easier. Do you know, we've never, like, and for you, you've never had to really worry about anything. No, all right, so, no, sometimes finances might get a bit tight. No, sometimes like, you might have the other L scale. Or, or, things happen. But let's be honest, life's been easy. I think my adult life has, yeah. yeah. yeah my childhood was completely different, but because my, my, my parents... Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Where, where, where I'm leading yeah. from that. yeah, so we, we've not really... Or we, we've had a couple of recessions. We've not really felt any real danger or pain or, as such. Yeah. And, and I think that the problem is, is that a lot of people that are... Do you know, 30 and under, I've never experienced any of that at all. Yeah. No, you're right. But, but I think growing up, I think over the last 20 years, we've talked about this, how we had a very different approach to our businesses. Yeah. So you know I like to move, I, I, in the past I've liked to move on quickly. So the second something stopped becoming enjoyable, I've moved on to something else. And I've always... Chris? <laughs> I've always it, moved... It's gone, where's it gone? Can you see him? I have to make things work very quickly. Yeah. Because I've always got bored of things before and moved on to something new quite quickly. I, I, I'm honest with that. I've done a lot of jobs. Um, I've just been lucky that I've been successful at them. Um, where you have done those things that you didn't like and grinded at them for longer to get the money and the benefits from doing that. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think I have. I think that the things that I've done has been the things that I've actually always enjoyed. And that's why I've made good money doing it. Is because it's things that actually have been really interesting to me. Like one of the things I, I kind of uh, people I'm going to like like coaching wise, I said to them all the time. I say I I think you should taste as much as possible. Taste things, you know, see whether you like what it tastes like, and if you don't, spit it out and change it. You know, so I, I think that one of the things that I always give me so so much shit for moving on so quickly. Well, I, I think because there's a difference, isn't there, of using sensory acuity and, and, and assessing whether things are really working or whether or not you just get bored. Yeah, a lot of mine's boredom. Yeah, and I think there's a big difference there. You know, like, and we'll see this all the time, you know, businesses 
all go through this. And I think that when you are an entrepreneur, it's very much, much more kind of um, aligned to an entrepreneur to move along, move along, move along, move Because they're an ideas person. You know? An entrepreneur is not necessarily a business person. I know if you look it up in the dictionary, it'll say entrepreneur business. I, I don't think it is. I think an entrepreneur is an ideas person. They're not a finisher. They're a starter. And I think that it's so important in business that you get finishers around you as well. Especially if you know who you are. If you're the entrepreneur, you need to have... I mean, what's the book? The um, E-Myth. E-Myth. talks about yeah. you know, um, the, the entrepreneur, entrepreneur technician, technician and manager. And, and I think that's incredible. You know, I, I, I remember doing some... Uh, sort of Tony Robbins trainings and he calls it uh, an artist you know, rather than a technician you're an artist it's the same kind of principle as well but I think it's so important to get them people around you in your business like you don't want to be Batman and Batman as much as they both want to be Batman it's never going to work because you need somebody to be a Robin like, like Batman's a hothead you know, he needs a Robin in his life to keep him cool and you know, plan shit through and see it through I like but, to think you're more of an Alfred I'm Alfred. <laughs> yeah. I think you're a Batgirl. <laughs> Don't be increasing that leather. Yeah, it's but okay, that. right. You can tell from the from from how we're phrasing this. Um, John's definitely the coaching person when it comes to this aspect of, of mindset and, and running a business. Um, and you've been my coach a long time. Um, before obviously creating sales day together. Um, if someone is now working all hours, day and night, yeah. weekends, everything. And it's caused them to hate their job, mm. which is where I would normally flip now. Yeah. You know, I've taken something I've loved, I, I'm overworking at it, yeah. and we're in a fortunate position now where when things get, uh, when we get a lot of work in or, or when we get oversubscribed or anything, we have the ability to bring people on and, and, and outsource it and things like that because we've created that mm. business environment yeah. with, with our companies because of our experience. Design, and, yeah. 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 Um, but there's people out there that won't be able to, they won't have the funds to do it, they won't have anything. So what should they do? Okay, I mean, this is the thing you see, is it? First, first, oh no, first use sales data, streamline your whole process. Oh, well, yeah, clearly, and, and, and I, I like hire us to do marketing <laughs> things and stuff. But no, I, I think it, it's one of the things that a lot of business owners face when they're trying to grow and scale their business, especially in the early days, is the like, well, you know, I don't have the resource, i.e. the money to hire someone to do this and this. And it's like, well, it's such a very lazy throwaway comment that because you can literally go to Fiverr, you can go to Upwork or Google or any of these places and you can hire somebody for a very small amount of money and sometimes you might have to you know, kiss a few frogs to get to the prince and some of them not always going to work, I mean it's not always that case. Maybe you are selling um, SEO services and you need someone to help you with your social media. So what you do is you do an exchange. You say, well, you know, actually, would you be interested if you did my social media, because we want to get some more clients, and I'll do your SEO as well. So it's, and I think it's just being a little bit, thinking outside the box, but removing the ego, because it's the ego that's going to be like, well, I'm, I, I don't want to look like I'm desperate by asking for an exchange. I want to pay, like, the amount of times people keep on paying for shit that they don't, they can't afford, because they don't want to lose face. And, and the other ego side of that is when you say, no one can do it as well as I can, yeah. so I'm not going to get anyone else involved. Yeah, well that's, that's, that's the thing that's going to hold you back. You want people to do it better than you can do it. Yeah. That's the whole idea, is replacing yourself as, as, as quick as possible. That was one of my, one of my biggest issues, was, was thinking that I can only do it yeah. the best way possible. Because you know how much time I spend researching things and that, and, and going down rabbit holes and things like that. Yeah. And no one else does that. No. But the no. thing is, I got, what I learned was, People are good at their own individual things. So mm. 
when I outsource the right thing to the right person, and you might sometimes find a bad apple and you have to work it out, you know, stop thinking that they can do everything you can do. They just do their part. Sure, sure. I think that I, I read somewhere, and I forget exactly where it came from, it might have been from, um, what's his name, the guy who was, General Electric guy, I forget his name now, he's been dubbed as one of the best leaders of all time. Um, sadly he passed a few years back, I think, but, oh, I forget his name, it's, got, it's, it's gone. But I'm sure that him who said that if you can get somebody who can do it 70% as well as you, pass it over because that's going to allow you to have that time to go and do something else mm. and, and I think it's a really good a, a good play I think that I mean obviously it's someone that's been in charge of 50,000 employees or I mean and, and being dubbed <coughs> as one of the world the world's greatest leaders I can't remember his name though that's bad isn't it um, but I think that's true that if you can find somebody who can do it I mean ideally you want to replace you completely so someone who's better at doing that than you are but if you can find someone who can do it 70% as good as you give it to them. Uh, and if you can exchange services for it, exchange services for it. The other thing what I would say is when it comes to growing that business is there's, there's two things that's gonna really kinda help you to grow it. One is be super patient. Now I think we live in a world where everybody's got s like these huge expectations and very little patience. I remember my parents, like my parents, my dad's like 84, my mom's, my mum's almost 80 as well. And and they had very, very little expectations of anything, but huge amounts of patience. Now, and, and, and whereas myself included, I'm like patience is a challenge for me, but I have to learn and I'll learn to do this. But like the younger generations now, like even younger than me, they, they expect everything now, instant, and I've got no patience for it. So one way to grow the business is patience, which is time. And that's hard. You know, you've got to wait to get some more clients, wait to get some more money, wait to get... That's tough. It's the other thing is to go and raise some cash. Yeah. Now, that could be investment. It could be loans from family or friends or whatever it is. It could be you know a credit line available from your bank, an overdraft facility, a credit card, whatever it is. But if you've got that cash available, cash is going to allow you to grow that business a lot quicker. Yeah, and when you're... I think for everyone listening to this, when you are watching those YouTube videos that says like... My five steps can make you a millionaire by tomorrow. Yeah. What they haven't told you is the time it's taken them to get to that position with the five steps work, or the amount of money they can place into advertising yeah, to, to generate that. Yeah, yeah, to generate that income. So yeah, I, I would suggest that most of these five step programs that you're going to see, the only money that they make is from selling people a five step process <laughs> yeah. to ensure they're like they're not making money. And 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 what they're probably not saying is that you know, all right, they're doing a hundred grand a month in revenues. But it's costing them almost all of that hundred grand in adverts and ad spend to get people there in the first place. So they're not making no money. Everything's yeah. boring, and they're going to they're going to end. You'll see this all the time. So, um, just to sum up this, you know, we're living in a very influencer based world where everyone's got an opinion on on how you should run your business: a one hour working day, or it's a four hour working week, or grind it, um, you know, or you know, do what you don't love mm. because you need the income to do what you do love. And as I'm saying these, if you if you are involved in the influencer space, you'll probably be connecting the people that say this to the statements. Um, <laughs> but you, as John said, I know you don't like the word balance, but mm. it's finding your own balance and understanding yeah. the consequences yeah. of your... No, those consequences don't have to be bad. You know, I don't work weekends and you're right. I probably miss opportunities. We probably miss opportunities. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm never going to miss the opportunity yeah. of spending time with my my sure. son. I mean, I I I work weekends. 
Yeah, I don't work weekends, no. But will I do things at the weekend if I need to? Yeah, yeah me of too. course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't work weekends. You know, I come to the office at around 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. We leave at four. You do. <laughs> Some of us grind a little harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but do you know, at the same time, we'll be very happy to be jumping on. Well, just the other night, almost midnight, you know, Chris is at home, I'm at home. And we were back and forth chatting and doing some work about mm -hmm. things. So, John, you know, we do these things. And, and I think it's important to, to realise that you've got to get stuck in. And I think that in the early days, you do have to probably work a little bit harder yeah. and, and put some more hours in as well. I'm going to finish on this. This is quite funny. It's just because you've been talking about you know, the whole hustle grind, the, the 10x, everything, and the four-hour work week. Here's a funny thing is if you work four hours a week, I mean, kudos to you. If you can, if you can achieve everything that you need to do to make your business successful and get you the things that you want in life in four hours a week, please tell me how you do it because I'm interested in doing that. But secondly, like there's, there's obviously the other side, which is you've got to, you've got to go at 10x level. No, 10, and, and I think there's, there's value in both sides, but I think that what you've got to really think about is if you 10x your four hour work week, where does it leave you? Exactly where you are today, four hour, 40 hours a week. It's the same thing. Mm. So I think you've got to, if you really align with the 10x, movement then stick to that if you really align with a four hour a week movement then stick to that because if you don't you'll be finding yourself in the middle and you'll just do nothing you'll sit there and you'll take no action at all yeah, yeah. till next time